Well, it's the Room Dividers on MSW this evening. Whether you're listening on Radio 2000 or Metro FM, welcome uh, to uh, what we're going to talk about right now. It's uh, the coaching post for the Southern Kings. Uh, plus, we're going to speak about the Box versus the Wallabies clash this coming weekend in the Rugby Championship. Well, starting off with that coaching post at the Southern Kings, well, there was 50 applications from across the globe that were received for the vacant Southern Kings head coaching position. Four top coaches were shortlisted from those 50, and uh, the interviewing process took place yesterday. Well, the candidates were former Springbok coach Peter de Villiers, Rory Duncan, Steve Jackson, and Cornel Fancel. And to help us look at uh, who stands a very good chance of taking up the reins, I'm joined by rugby journalist Sabu Mjikiliso. Good evening, Sabu, and uh, welcome to MSW. Hi, evening, Owen. Uh, thanks for having me. It's great to speak to you once again. Uh, that name, Peter de Villiers, comes to the fore once again. Uh, great to see him putting his name forward for coaching position after he left uh, Zimbabwe after failing to uh, secure a place for the Rugby World Cup. Peter de Villiers brings a, a, a different dynamic to any kind of rugby. What's the chances that he could be the new man that takes over at the Southern Kings? Oof, I'd say they are about one in four. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> 25% <four> chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I think I think it will depend because uh, the uh, current um, the Southern Kings administration haven't really shown the inclination uh, to sort of favor a black African candidate mm. or candidate when it comes to the Southern Kings. I don't know whether that's by design or they simply won't be goaded into um, making a political, I don't want to even say political appointment, but making an appointment that would appease their transformation goals. Mm. And you must remember that the Kings are very much tied to the transformation goals of not only the Eastern Cape province, but as well as uh, South African rugby as a whole. Mm. So it's imperative that the success of the Kings also translates to the success of bringing through players of color um, with equal measure. So, but they haven't they haven't shown uh, that they they are uh, favoring the, the the that goal um, more than favoring the goal of finding uh, uh, any good coach for them. Mm. Not to say that any of the others aren't good coaches or that Peter De Villiers uh, is only going to satisfy transformation targets but um it is it's very much we're playing it by ear uh, as to what exactly will transpire um on paper uh, De Villiers is by far the strongest candidate yeah i, I mean you if you look at his you look at his record for the springboks alone in that 2009 year he took uh, the springboks to the top of the pile obviously in world rugby masterminding a 2-1 series victory over the British and Irish Lions and followed that up with a brilliant Tri-Nations campaign that saw the Springboks uh, claim three successive victories all over the All Blacks. He's got a brilliant record, I guess, if you look at his international career and his local career. Uh, but does that set him in good stead all of 10 years ago for the job right now? Uh, it's a tough one because um, he has he has been coaching at the very least he has been coaching. Mm. He has been coaching at, at Zimbabwe, yep. um, where he he did fail to 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 get them to qualify for the 2015 uh, Rugby World Cup, and and I think they failed again to qualify for 2019. Um, but it's a tough it's a tough job, you know, mm. with Zimbabwe. You you it's not exactly the most streamlined rugby environment that you will find. We also saw that 
one of our some of our our, our proteas struggle in Zimbabwe as mm, well. Mm. Makai and Tini as well as Lance Kruzner. Yeah. They were there and they and they are protea greats. Um very good coaches, Lance and, and Dolphins, but I digress. Uh, so it, it, he has been coaching, and he obviously wants to be in South Africa. He wants to coach again. What what I found with Peter is that um, given the, the the right sort of backing, uh, time and space, we're not going to get the results uh, from him. Mm-hmm. And we 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 saw that when he was coach of the under 19, led them to an under 19 World Cup, led them to an under uh, the under 21 to an under 21 World Cup, which then laid the platform for Jake White to. To, to win with the under-23s and therefore the, the Springbok team um, in 2007. So it was pretty mm-hmm. much the same kind of crop, growing up with Peter De Villiers and then being handed over to Jake White and handed back to Peter De Villiers. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> now that that's gone, it's a matter of what was he doing right back then and can he do it again to, to, to fit in this new rugby era that we're in? We're in conversation with Saboom Jekyllesu, rugby journalist, as we chat about who's in line to take over as the new coach at the Kings. But uh, we first have to do this. We have to go to the news and we'll continue our conversation after all of this. 6 p.m. every weekday. Rugby was just rugby. No, 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 withdraw that comment. No, 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 no. Withdraw that comment. Then the room dividers were born. What have they done to speed up transformation? Well, it is a Tuesday evening, and on a Tuesday on MSW, on Radio 2000 and Metro FM, we chat all rugby and room dividers, and we're lucky to be joined online this evening by rugby journalist Abum Chikileso as we take a look at the vacant uh, post, uh, coaching position uh, to be filled, this, uh, hopefully this week, we'll find out soon enough, at the Southern Kings. And uh, there are four candidates that have been, uh, have been uh, I guess, earmarked from the 50 applicants that applied for this job. Uh, Peter De Villiers, Rory Duncan, Steve Jackson and Cornel Van Sale are the four names that have been put forward. And we could uh, be seeing one of them take that hot seat uh, left over by uh, Mr. Davids. And, uh, I mean, let's talk about, we spoke about Peter De Villiers, and let's take a look at Rory Duncan, who's got great experience. Uh, He's been with the Cheetahs for many a year and then went overseas and worked in the backroom staff along with Worcester. So he knows the Pro 14 setup very well and what might be required of the Southern Kings in playing some of the best teams in Europe. Yeah, um, definitely. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Rory Duncan will definitely know the Northern Hemisphere condition. Um, he obviously not only uh, coached um, at uh, Cheetahs mm. before he was director of rugby there as well. Um, before moving to Worcester Warriors, where he uh, joined uh, Alan Solomon, um, the team did struggle though uh, over this past season. And they narrowly avoided uh, relegation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, with a team that comprised uh, South Africans such as uh, Francois Hochart as well as Francois Fenter, uh, were part, were part of that, of that Worcester Warriors team mm-hmm. over the past season. So I think he is uh, sort of, um, one of their favorites, I would say, um, for that, for that, for that King's position. I'll, I'll, de- I'll definitely put um, put Rory Duncan up there, mm. uh, and I'll definitely maybe also put in Steve Jackson as well. But definitely Rory Duncan was one of was one of the first names, in fact, uh, 
to be to be a, a named um, as a possible possible successor to Dion Davis, even when Dion Davis was still in charge of the Southern Kings before they reached an amicable agreement to part ways. Mm. Another man that's uh, tasked to take over from Dion Davids is the New Zealand-born Steve Jackson. Is currently coaching uh, Samoa, uh, having previously coached uh, Tasman Counties, uh, Manukau, North Harbour and at the Auckland Blues. So let's find out a bit more about him. What is he all about? Because we know that he's uh, coached more in New Zealand's New Zealand teams, but uh, will he fit in with the style of play that the Southern Kings are looking for? Well, in terms of what the Southern Kings are looking for, they've been trying to sort of buy their way into the New Zealand uh, sort of back room kind of stuff. They, they, they're looking for something that will give them that little bit of New, a New Zealand feel about things, mm-hmm. a New Zealand spice. Two things. Um, you'll you'll see that they they appointed uh, uh, Wayne Wayne Taylor as one of their um, conditioning yes. uh, coaches um, in 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 that in 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 that uh, uh, backroom stuff. So and they brought in um, Brompton Stratton, the former Springbok uh, fly half, who worked in Australasia and Australia, in fact, as a kicking coach. Uh, so they're trying to bring in some sort of international feel uh, to to the King's coaching job. Um, but it seems like Steve Jackson is, is kind of the sort of um, uh, domestic coach uh, mm. that, that you'd go for, perhaps. Perhaps not for a franchise coach for me, because within the structure uh, of, um, of New Zealand rugby and, and by extension, uh, the Pacific Islanders as well, mm. he hasn't really gotten a big job, um, I would say, and uh, he... Really, his first big job is a is a Manu Samoa uh, head coach job. Uh, uh, so I, I really don't see it being a really a, a, a major step up because the Kings have had New Zealand influences before in the past. Brad mm. Moore used to up, uh, Brad Moore is currently the assistant coach right now uh, to the current coach. Um, uh, of the of the Crusader Scott Robinson, uh, who's won it three times in a row with the same backroom staff. He used to be at Kings. Mm. You think of Carlos Spencer. Carlos Spencer's with the Hurricanes. Hurricanes almost knocked the, the Crusaders out um, of of Super Rugby in the semi-finals against um, uh, against Brad Moore and them. And mm. he mm. is he is um, part of the, uh, uh, John Plumtree's coaching staff. Yes. So they've had bigger names than Steve Jackson. So mm. for me. It would seem like a, like a little bit of a step backwards, and like I said, uh, the New Zealander Wayne Taylor is already there as a conditioning coach. So, uh, unless you're gonna you're gonna uh, bring in a big name, um, a big name coach mm. uh, from New Zealand, uh, I think I think uh, Steve Jackson, whom you're probably gonna have to pay out of his contract with Samoa and give yeah. him some big bucks, uh, I think you're gonna you, you're probably gonna it's a bit of a downgrade in my view. And last but not least, a man that uh, is the forwards coach at the Free State Cheaters, uh, Cornel Fancel. He's a man who's got lots of playing experience. He represented the Pumas, he represented the Cheaters, before going over to Treviso in Italy, where he played for eight seasons from 2007 through to 2015, uh, before retiring as a player to become that uh, forwards coach at the Free State Cheaters. So he's got great experience on the field of play, but has he got the credentials as a coach to lead a team like the Southern Kings? 
Yeah, now now therein comes the big question because when I was um, leaked the, the the initial shortlist when I was leaked three names, um, I wasn't quite sure whether it was Corne or Cornel uh, Jackson that that um, that was on that shortlist. So I mm. kept scratching my head um, <laughs> and then asking around, and and the guys were saying, no, it's definitely Cornel Fonseil, mm. uh, uh, who's currently the forwards coach uh, at. Um, at the Cheetahs, yeah. and uh, he doesn't have a, a hell of a nice guy. I'm, I'm, I'm told, um, and he he did play 141 games for, for for Benetton in Italy, and and played eight eight to ten tests for Italy, and was part of the uh, Cheetahs Curry Cup team from from 2015. Mm. But again, everyone was, was was surprised to see that he had made the list um, of head coaching. Um, Candidates at the things. People were asking me if that's right, and I, I was a bit sure. I was like, "This is just the names." I, I was just given name, uh, and 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 his came up. And um, I can tell you in the free state there about as shocked as I was um, <laughs> that that he's up for a head coaching job. Look, this is not an indictment on what, mm-hmm. on his capabilities. Again, like I said, don't really I don't really know the fella uh, too well. Uh, I'll admit to that. Um, but he must have done something, um, I'm, I'm, which I'm very unclear as to what it would have been uh, that that made him, you know, uh, as part of the, the the candidate to be to be the coach of of the king. When mm. look for me, if you're the, if you're the king's right, uh, and you have this Pro 14 platform, and this year they're about to cash in on a new uh, TV rights. Pro 14 TV rights deal, and 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 in 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 Britain and Europe uh, by and large, they don't have the financial problems that the southern southern hemisphere has mm, mm. in terms of financing the sport. So that money is going to be very very good. I mean, we're talking somewhere in the region of 40 million uh, euros here, which uh, will translate to a lot of money in rand. Mm. Uh, you can you have to multiply that by uh, close to 15, 15, 16 rand. To 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 get close to the number that um, that that the kings stand to to get for 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 their television rights, and which is a lot of money. And I think they need to decide whether they're going to go big um, and not go half in and half out. Because mm-hmm. bringing in Wayne Taylor is bringing in a a a, a high performance manager, not just a conditioner, uh, a guy that will get the the, the kings guys uh, pro fourteen ready. Mm-hmm. And bringing in Brown van Straten is a is a huge statement, and there's been talk there's been talk that Will Zanger might might come in. Uh, again, he was coaching in Germany, highly regarded in the skills department. Of course, he was part of the the 2009 sevens team that won the World Seven Series for the first time. You you need to cap that off with a with a good name. And Peter De Villiers was coached internationally, or failing which I would have said, let's go for Robbie Deans if we want that, that New Zealand element. Mm. But bear in mind, Peter De Villiers uh, did hold his craft by being a wily coach against New Zealand team. So be careful you're not buying something <laughs> that can be coached against. Mm. So you, 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 you need to be careful you're not peering over your neighbor's uh, house yep. uh, wishing for their car or, or their mountain bike, whereas you, you can easily get um, something uh, of, of a different but better variety here at home in the shape of Peter De Villiers, who has won five tests against uh, the All Blacks, who has 
1-2 away test against the All Blacks, which is more than any other Springbok coach mm-hmm. uh, can say that they've achieved. Talking about Pro 14, what's the rumours going around that the Pumas are possibly looking for berth in that uh, format of rugby? <laughs> Look, one thing I can tell you about um, the Pumas is that they are always sniffing around uh, franchise rugby. Mm. Um, there, there has been talk that South African teams, um, uh, there might be more South African teams, uh, South African franchises, uh, top sides. Uh, to join um, the Pro 14 ranks. Like I mentioned, the money is great. Mm. Uh, the, the audiences are great. The travel is brilliant for players because they don't, there's no crossing of time zone. Yeah. Um, and uh, most people feel like uh, we've, 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 our, our, our race has been run in, in Super Rugby. It's, it's become highly, highly unlikely that we will win Super Rugby again. We're hemorrhaging talent to Europe mm. uh, at a, at a Airy rate, um, so it's becoming almost untenable. It, it's it's a one horse race um, in the southern hemisphere by and large. Uh, so a lot of people are saying that South Africa's next uh, destination should be the Pro 14. Um, the Pumas, uh, like I said, have missed around before. They wanted the Kings from Super Rugby. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a major pitch where they wanted to unseat the Kings as um, as a sixth. South African franchise. Of course, they're very ambitious um, uh, union uh, up, up in Nelspruit. And um, them and the Griquas have put themselves forward. They've been in talks. Yeah. I saw a report on Wales Online. They've been, they've been in talks with uh, the bosses at, at Pro 14, trying to get a deal together where they can maybe make it a Pro 16. Like, who knows? Mm. But I'll tell you, if, if two slots do open up in the Pro 14, don't be surprised if the likes of the Sharks, Bulls, Stormers, Stormers who are cash-strapped like you will not believe. Yeah. Um, the Western Province Rugby Union are in the, the mire. They're in mud at the moment when it comes to their finances. So don't be surprised if, if um, the, the traditional South African unions, um, they bite the arm of the Pro 14 bo- uh, bosses just just to get a piece of that pie. Mm. There's no doubt about it. Uh, very interesting what's happening with the Pro 14 indeed. But uh, so we're just going to go to another break. We're going to have to look at the Springboks ahead of the uh, Rugby Championship opener against the Wallabies at Ellis Park this uh, coming weekend. And I'd like you to delve a bit more into that, especially with uh, Rassi Erasmus about to announce his match day squad tomorrow. So uh, if you want to have a say on this, all you need to do is give us a call on 89 or 89 Remember, you can also leave us a WhatsApp note on 60 well, the international rugby season kicks off this weekend as the Springboks will start their 2019 Rugby Championship campaign against the Australians at Ellis Park in Johannesburg. And uh, Rassie Rasmus will announce his Springbok match day squad uh, tomorrow. But there have been a couple of injury concerns within their camp as well as uh, to the captain and their winger. Uh, to talk about this, we join joined on the line by Sabu Mjekeleso, a rugby journalist. Sabu, it's going to be an interesting time tomorrow as Rassi Erasmus names his first match day 15 for the Rugby Championship. We know that uh, uh, Piwe Diante has been ruled out for the first game and 
Theo Kalisi is also out. So what do you think this match day squad is going to look like? No, it's going to be uh, very, very tricky. Expect um, not not the usual suspects. Expect there to be quite a few quite a few new faces. Expect guys like Lizo Koboka, guys like Archies Neyman, Magazole Mapimpi to to sort of headline uh, headline that squad. Um, mm. It is it is a little uh, ravaged with with injury at the moment, and the guys coming back from injury as well. Don't forget that. Um, Eben Etzebeth has had hardly any any game time um, this this season, and Luat uh, Biyache. Um, there's there's going to be a touch and go when it comes to him. I don't know if he will be risked, or maybe he'll be played later on. He'll be part of the travelling squad. Mm. But they, they, there's a lot for Rusty Rasmus to consider ahead of of this Wallabies test at, at Ellis Park. There was talk that he was going to split his squad up and he's been uh, hard at work in their training camp. Uh, he's going to be a, have a squad here in South Africa for the match against the Wallabies and then he's sending a squad overseas to New Zealand ahead of that uh, game against the All Blacks next week. Yeah, that's right. Um, I hope John Smith and then did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, in 2007 as well as 2011. Um, I think it's definitely the way the draw is, is set up uh, to two away games, Argentina and New Zealand. Definitely not easy uh, places to travel um, on a regular season anyway. Uh, I think because of the compressed rugby championship, it does make sense. And also it gives us um, a good opportunity, a fair fighting chance. You know, even if even if uh, Rusty knew his first 15, uh, there is no harm in, in, in chucking a few guys on a boat, sending them off to Salta and, and letting them play for their place in, in the Rugby World Cup, which is what eventually this is all about. I know um, there's a trophy at stake, but I'll tell you what, everyone will sacrifice this trophy for the bigger trophy uh, later on in Japan. So, uh, there, there will be a split. Um, the short answer is yes. There will be a traveling party. But what Rusty doesn't want uh, to be misconstrued is uh, that these teams are A and B teams. But yeah. obviously, if they are heavily loaded with the, uh, the last year's first teamers in, in, in one team, then you, can't, you won't be able to avoid insinuations that there are A and B teams, but it's it's very difficult, um, especially with so many positions that are still wide open. It's very mm. difficult to say this would be your A team and this would be your B team because, I mean, your Eben Esabeth and your Lord Diakas, yes, they're great players, but they've been injured. So on form, you say Arches, Neyman, and Marvin Ori are A teamers. Um, mm. In the front row, the, the, the Stormers front row of last year was blown out of the water by the 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 Bulls front row this year of uh, Lizzo Kuboka as well as Trevor Nyakane at tighthead and 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 Scott Brits at hooker so you can't really say I think much will depend on which of these two teams was Dwayne Fermiel and former Paro my yeah. my suspicion is that he'll probably travel maybe maybe so that he can soak in uh, that that clash against the All Blacks mm-hmm. um, of course we're opening our account against Japan uh, I think the twenty first. If I'm not mistaken, yep. of September. 
then Sir Khaleesi is uh, currently staying with the team as he continues his rehabilitation from a, a knee injury. He's still the uh, captain, but in an off-field capacity. So, I mean, who's going to be then leading this team out at Ellis Park on Saturday? I mean, we've got the likes of Malcolm Marks in the team, Ibn Etzebeth, Peter Stefft Toy possibly, and the Beast in Tawarira. Who's going to wear that all-important captain's armband? Or will there not be a dedicated captain on the field? Um, well, there's going to have to be. Uh, someone will have to be the, at least the, 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 the communication liaison with mm, the rest. Yeah. <laughs> if we don't want to give him the <laughs> captain, he's going to have to have some sort of position. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think you're on the right track if you're thinking Malcolm Marks. Um, you're on the right track if, if, if perhaps you're thinking maybe even Peter Steph Tutoy, yeah. who's captained um, uh, the Springboks before. Uh, against Wales mm. uh, in that one-off test. Uh, you'd be on the right track maybe if you're also thinking uh, a, a few guys such as um, maybe even a South Brits mm. Uh, mm. because of his experience. Maybe even an Alton Yankees because he's captain the Lions yes. before. So I would say may those guys, uh, the captain will, will highly likely uh, come out of those guys. We've had Previous captains before Pansolo has captained the team. Uh, Beeson Tarira, like you said, has captained the team as well. Franz Malherbe, I think, has captained the team in the past. Uh, so, so there are options in that sense. But it has become very clear that Dwayne Brentford Merlin might not take part or might not take full part this weekend mm. against uh, against the Wallabies because everybody is looking at who's going to be captain, and you don't do that unless. Um, unless you're dead certain that the the next best available option aside from Sia Colisi mm. um, is of course James from Maryland. So so we'll see we'll see who eventually gets the nod. Uh, Luat Yaka, you mentioned him having a couple of question marks over his head. It's his first season uh, since he's, uh, he underwent surgery on his shoulder in March. I mean, what does it look like for him? Is he going to be playing full matches for the Springboks, or do you think he'll come on as an impact player? Oh, it's going to be tough on Luat. Eh? Um, he's, he's lost a lot of ground to his Bulls uh, teammate, Askia. Askia yeah. has been the standout lock mm-hmm. uh, for the season. That's so true. Um, and if you're looking for a number five lock as well, Marvin Ori has had the best line-out success of any lock in Super Rugby, 91% of his line-outs. And his line-out partner is, of course, Marco Marks. Yeah. Marco Marks has been throwing to Marvin Ori all season. Take all of that into account. Luak hasn't played a single game, and to come back in a test match against the Wallabies is going to be very, very tough. Um, but of course, he is looking at this with a long-term view to get him ready for the for the Rugby World Cup. He is a former uh, SA Rugby Player of the Year at the last World Cup, in fact, of the year. Um, he he won that honor at 2015. He had a, a stormer uh, um, for for the Springboks uh, in England last time out, but. He's really touch and go, and uh, he has a real fight on his hands for his place. I mean, there's also Franco Mostet, who was a starting five last year. Um, uh, he, he moved on to Gloucester in England, but of course, those players have been brought back. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be very tough for Lourdes. Uh, I don't want to lie. Not to say that this, this, this means he's a bad player. Uh, by no means is he a, is he a bad player, but mm. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about... Um, Injured players, I'm highly, highly reluctant 
uh, to to throw in uh, while well, I'm putting myself in Russ's shoes here um, to throw to throw in injured players. It just does not work for international yeah. competition. Didn't work for the pro tiers. It's not going to work uh, for the Springboks. Lastly, I'm going to put in one more question. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, the Wallabies, how much do we know about them? They have been training in South Africa for quite some time now. But uh, one thing for sure, the pressure is on Michael Checker to produce the goods ahead of the World Cup. Oh, Checker, Checker did very well to hold on to his job. Yeah. Um, he's had a shocking couple of uh, seasons, but uh, I think what they've said is just, uh, let's just uh, suffer one time and see what we'll do. They've been dealt a heavy blow with the Israel for last stuff. Um, he's obviously not eligible to play for them any, anymore, but they pulled a rabbit out the hat by getting James O'Connor to sign a three-year deal with the Queensland Reds. And he's a versatile backline player that mm. can play at 15. So he, he might even be chucked in uh, to play uh, this weekend. Sabu, we say so, thank you so um, much. So we're going to have to cut yeah. away there. We just ran out of time. But thank you so much for all your insight this evening. Uh, Sabu and Jekyllesso, a rugby journalist, speaking to us there about the upcoming international rugby season. But uh, that's all we have for, for you this evening on MSW. We'll be back again tomorrow at 6 o'clock. As we say, rest in peace to Mark Batchelor. Thank you.